kick back, relax, and introduce. Ladies and gentlemen. For a drive. Buckle up and let's go. It's time for the Christian Drive Podcast. Here is Derek Dunn. Welcome to this edition of the Christian Drive Podcast. I'm Derek Dunn, your host. The goal of the Christian Drive Podcast is to give you that boost, that drive in your Christian walk of life. The podcast, it can be heard on many podcasting sites such as Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Anchor. Uh, there's more podcasting sites out there. Uh, new episodes are uploaded at 7 a.m. Sunday morning. You can also find us on Facebook at Christian Drive Podcast. Uh, the podcast links are are uh, posted. They're actually the pinned post on the top of our Facebook page. Uh, what you can also find there is uh, not just uh, not just uh, podcast information, uh, but also inspirational uh, messages and also Bible scriptures. Uh, so before I start with today's message, uh, let's start off with a uh, word of prayer. Dear Lord, I thank you for this day which you have made. I thank you, Lord, for the many blessings and the many miracles, Lord, and uh, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that uh, that this podcast will reach all four corners of the globe. I pray, Lord, uh, for my friends and family. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you uh, that you keep them lifted up and that uh, you encourage them, Lord. And I pray, Lord, if any of them uh, that are sick, I pray, Lord, that they will be healed and by your stripes who are healed. And also, I uh, pray, Lord, that uh, that they will receive victory over their sickness and. Uh, disease, Lord, whatever it is that's going on. And uh, Lord, we pray, Lord, uh, for our government leaders. We pray for America. We pray for the whole world. We pray for our uh, for our first responders, our police, ambulance, and fire uh, rescue teams. Uh, we also pray, Lord, for our soldiers, our uh, brave men and women in military. Um, Lord, I, I just pray, Lord, uh, that you be with us, Lord, that you protect us. And by the way, any food that we eat during the day, I pray there be a blessing and a nourishment to our body. And please bless the hands. Uh, I pray, Lord, that uh, that you bless the hands who, who make the food, Lord. And uh, Lord, I pray, Lord, this podcast, I pray, Lord, that, uh, that someone, uh, maybe someone might learn something new about it. I pray, Lord, that they will receive encouragement, uplifting. Um, I pray, Lord, that uh, it will be inspirational to them, Lord, on this uh, Valentine's Day. In your name, amen. So, um, anyway, so, uh, I'm actually drinking juice this morning. I haven't had my coffee yet, but I will. <laughs> um, so, before I go on with today's message, I have decided to add a new feature to the Christian Drive podcast. I've always been fascinated with this um, and I kind of mentioned it recently, uh, I believe it was the Wisdom Podcast, the Wisdom from Above Podcast, which you can hear along with the other podcasts I've done over the past few weeks, but um, I want to do some trivia questions here, and I'll be doing this over the course of each podcast. Now, some may be Bible-related, some may not be, but um, but again, these are trivia questions, and so uh, just kind of 
been inspired to do it. So, um, so anyway, um, I'm going to read the question, and I'll even play music for about uh, 30 seconds. I'll play music for about 30 seconds, and just to give you time to think it over. And after the 30 seconds are up, I'll reveal the answer. Uh, this is a true or false question. It is not Bible-related. I'll give you that hint. Uh, so, again, this is a trivia question. I'll give you 30 seconds once I read the question. And then after that 30 seconds is up, I'll uh, read the answer to you. So, turn your thinking caps on. Here we go. The question is, Interstate highways in the United States are designed so that one mile in every five is perfectly straight and flat to be used for emergency airstrips in case of war. Let me repeat that question again. Interstate highways in the United States are designed so that one mile in every five is perfectly straight and flat to be used for emergency airstrips in case of war. 30 seconds, roll. Time is up. Let me repeat the question again. Interstate highways in the United States are designed so that one mile in every five is perfectly straight and flat to be used for emergency airstrips in case of war. The answer is false. That won't fly. I'll have another trivia question for you next week. Uh, to be honest here, the uh, whenever I answered it, I actually thought it was a fact. I thought it was true. Well, turns out it was false. So I uh, hope you enjoyed that trivia question, and uh, I thought it was interesting, actually. Okay, so today is Sunday. It's also Valentine's Day. Uh, roses, chocolate, taking that special someone out to dinner. Big time of the year for couples. I just want to mention a, a few facts about the holiday. This is according to the website goodhousekeeping.com. According to the National Retail Foundation, Americans spent over $20 billion on Valentine's Day gifts in 2019, and it didn't list last year's total, yet it was expected that Americans were to spend over $27 billion in 2020, and that includes $2.4 billion in candy alone. According to Hallmark, Americans send 145 million val uh, Valentine's Day cards each year. That makes it the second biggest holiday behind Christmas where cards are exchanged. The gift that has spent the most is jewelry. In 2020, $5.8 billion was spent on jewelry for Valentine's Day. Second most paid gift last year was having a romantic dinner at $4.3 billion dollars followed by clothing, candy, and then flowers. And one more tidbit, nearly 6 million couples get engaged on Valentine's Day. For those of you who have that special someone, tell them you love them today. Tell them how much you appreciate them. Today is a gift. Tomorrow is not promised. 
So because of the Valentine's Day holiday, today's podcast is titled The Power of Love. Yes, you're probably thinking of Huey Lewis in the news. That is a title of one of their songs. Now also, uh, instead of the usual five, I have only four key points that I'll be going over. So the first key point is, what is love? Everyone has their own viewpoint on what love is to them. According to Dictionary.com, it gave several definitions, but I want to focus on the first two. The first definition is, a profoundly tender, passionate affection for another person. The second definition is, a feeling of warm, personal attachment or deep affection as for a parent, child, or friend. In this life, we give and show affection to our family and closest friends. Uh, for example, my special someone is a fantastic young woman that has a bright future. I love her for not only who she is, but for what I am when I am with her. To quote Leo Tolstoy, quote, When you love someone, you love the whole person just as he or she is, and not as you would like them to be, unquote. The Bible also has a solid way of describing what love is. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4-8 through 8 reads like this, Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. When I was reading that scripture, there was one part of it that stood out to me. Uh, I love that part about love uh, where it reads, rejoices with the truth. True love is real. True love is out there. And then a few chapters into 1 Corinthians, there was another outstanding verse pertaining to love. So 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 14 reads, Let all that you do be done in love. Back in my old church, the song leader there at the time, he's passed away now, a uh, good friend of mine. He said, uh, he said they like that A-double-L word, all. There are times when I hear that word used in a sentence, or I think there's even the all detergent. Uh, I guess I think it's still being made, but anyway. Uh, but I just remember, it seemed like when I hear that word or someone says it, I immediately think of him, and he was a great guy. So, uh, so... So anyway, what is love? Dictionary.com has a definition. Also, the Bible describes it as well. Key point number two, the book. Now, it was, it was Christmas years ago that I received this one particular gift, uh, one particular book as a gift. Uh, it is titled, The Most Dangerous Book for Boys. And it was written by, and if I mispronounce their last name, I apologize for that, but it was written by Gon Igledon and Hal Igledon. And you're curious and probably thinking, what is this book about? Because I said it was titled The Most Dangerous Book for Boys, and I'm holding it right here. Uh, it's got a red cover on it. Dangerous Boys is actually in, uh, we'll say gold lettering, and the rest of it is in black lettering. Uh, but, I want, but I want you to read this message from the authors. And so let me flip open a book here, and I'm going to read this to you. Uh, let's see here. 
Give me a moment here. I just uh, the foreword. Again, this is from the authors here, and uh, I guess we call it the foreword of the book. But anyway, the title of it is, I didn't have this book when I was a boy, and I want to read this to you. In this age of video games and cell phones, there must still be a place for knots, treehouses, and stories of incredible courage. The one thing that we always say about childhood is that we seem to have more time back then. This book will help you recapture those Sunday afternoons and long summers because they're still long if you know how to look at them. Boyhood is all about curiosity, and men and boys can enjoy stories of Scott of the Antarctic and Joe Simpson and touching the void as much as they can raid a shed for the bits to make an electromagnet or grow a crystal, build a go-kart, and learn how to find north in the dark. You'll find famous battles in these pages, insects and dinosaurs, as well as essential Shakespeare quotes, how to cut flint heads for a bow and arrow, and instructions on making the best paper airplane in the world. How do latitude and longitude work? How do you make secret ink or send the cipher that Julius Caesar used with his generals? You'll find the answers inside. It was written by two men who would have given away the cat to get this book when they were young. It wasn't a particularly nice cat. Why do we write it now? Because these things are important still, and we wished we knew them better. There are a few things as satisfying as tying a decent bowline knot when someone needs a loop, or simply knowing what happened at Gettysburg and the Alamo. The tales must be told and retold, or the memories slowly die. The stories of courage can be, re can be read as simple adventures, or perhaps as inspiration, examples of extraordinary acts by ordinary people. Since we wrote them, it's been a great deal... Harder to hop about and curse when one of us stubs a toe. If you read Douglas Bader's chapter, you'll see why. They're not just cracking stories. They're part of a culture, a part we really don't want to see vanish. Is it old-fashioned? Well, that depends. Men and boys today are the same as they always were and interested in the same things. They may uh, conquer different worlds when they grow up, but they'll still want these stories for themselves and for their sons. We hope in years to come that this will be a book to dig out of the attic and give to a couple of kids staring at a pile of wood and wondering what to do with it. When you're a man, you realize that everything changes, but when you're a boy, you know different. The camp you make today will be there forever. You uh, want to learn coin tricks and how to play poker because you never know when the skills will come in handy. You want to be self-sufficient and find your way by the stars. Perhaps for those who come after us, you want to reach them. Well, why not? Why not? Again, that was uh, by the author's con and how Eggleton, I didn't have this book when I was a boy. Now, let me go ahead here and I want to read to you. There's a section of this book here. And, and again, if you're interested in this book, um, like I said, you can look it up online. But uh, there's a section about girls in here and and uh, I want to read this to you uh, let me uh, let me find it here it's on page 109 of this book and again there's a lot of neat things in this book here there really is um, so uh, give me a moment here this is page 109 uh, let me see here okay uh, this one, uh, okay, so this is the section here. This one is, uh, again, uh, yeah, uh, the most the most uh, the dangerous book for boys, the yeah, dangerous book for boys here. This is the girls' section of it, 
page 109. It goes into 110, but I want to read this to you. So here we go. You may already have noticed that girls are quite different from you. By this, we do not mean the physical differences, more the fact that they remain unimpressed by your mastery of a game involving wizards or your misunderstanding of Morse code. Some will be impressed, of course, but as a general rule, girls do not get quite as excited by the use of urine as a secret ink as boys do. We thought long and hard about what advice could possibly be suitable. It is an inescapable fact that boys spend a great spend a great deal of their lives thinking and dreaming about girls, so the subject should be mentioned here as delicately as possible. Advice about girls number one. It is important to listen. Human beings are often very self-centered and like to talk about themselves. In addition, it's an easy subject if someone is nervous. It is good advice to listen closely, unless she has also been given this advice, in which case an uneasy silence could develop by two owls sitting together. Number two, be careful with humor. It is very common for boys to try to impress girls with a string of jokes, each one more desperate than the last. One joke, perhaps, and then a long silence while she talks about herself. Key point number three, when you are older. Flowers really do work. Women love them. When you are young, however, there is a ghastly sense of being awkward rather than romantic, and she will guess your mother bought them. <laughs> uh, let's see, number four. Well, we're on Valentine's Day, so Valentine's Day cards. I thought this part was interesting. Valentine's Day cards. Do not put your name on them. The whole point is the excitement a girl feels wondering who finds her attractive. If it says, from Brian, on it, magic isn't really there. This is actually quite a nice thing to do to someone you don't think will get a card. If you do this, it is even more important that you never say, I sent you one because I thought you wouldn't get any. Keep the card simple. You do not want one with fancy stuff of any kind. Number five, avoid being vulgar. Excitable bouts of windbreaking will not endear you to a girl just to pick one example. Number six, play a sport of some kind. It doesn't matter what it is, as long as it replaces the corpse-like power of the computer uh, programmer with a ruddy glow. Honestly, this is more important than you know. Number seven, if you see a girl in need of help, unable to lift something, for example, do not taunt her. Approach the object and greet her with a cheerful smile while, uh, while surreptitiously testing the weight of the object. If you find you can lift it, go ahead. If you can't, try sitting on it and engaging her in conversation. Eighth, uh, number eight, excuse me. Finally, make sure you are well scrubbed, your nails are clean, and your hair is washed. Remember that girls are nervous around you as you are around them. If you can imagine such a thing. They think and act rather differently to you, but without them, life would be one long football locker room. Treat them with respect. So that's the book. Uh, the Dangerous Book for Boys uh, by Gone and Hal Iggledon. And their last name is spelled, by the way, I-G-G-U-L-D-E-N. So I thought that was a very interesting book. Um, and you guys uh, can... Uh, you guys can look it up online. Again, I received it as a Christmas gift years ago. And there's actually a dangerous book for girls as well. Uh, I've actually seen it. I've not read through it. <laughs> but, uh, but if it does interest you, look into it. I think you'll like it. Key point number three. 
Be aware of fake love. Now, I mentioned earlier there is true love, but what also exists today is fake love. Uh, Real love is something you feel it, you see it, you show it. Fake love is just words and nothing more. Kind of reminds me of online dating. Uh, Someone I know posted something a while back that caught my eye, and because this is a podcast and we're not on video, uh, I want to describe it to you. There are three people in the photo, uh, two men and a woman. Uh, One of the men is on the left side, the woman is in the middle, and the other man is on the right. The woman is looking at the man on the right uh, excitedly because that man uh, is holding a heart within a box with a number one. As for the other guy, well, the guy on the left, he is holding a heart. What does that image symbolize? Instant gratification. Instant gratification is killing this generation. Um, My girlfriend is not on social media. God bless her for that, seriously. Because there have been times where I have contemplated quitting social media. It is part of my job, though. And if it wasn't uh, part of my job, I would probably do away with it. It'd be tough, but I'd probably do away with it. Uh, fake love reminds me of the film can't buy me love i know it is a beatles song but there is a film called that and it was actually released in 1987 it stars a young patrick dempsey amanda peterson uh who uh, portrays cindy mancini in the film she actually i knew she died uh she was only 43 when she died that was back in 2015 actually so about six years ago um Couple, couple more well-known actors. Uh, Courtney Gaines, um, he was in the film *Memphis Bell*, and uh, Seth Green from the Austin Powers uh, films. Um, what the film is about is an outcast secretly pays the most popular girl in school one thousand dollars to pretend to be his girlfriend for a month. I'm not going to reveal any spoilers. If I have one piece of advice about fake love, it is this. Do not make a fool of yourself being faithful to someone who is playing you. Key point number four. This is the last and and final key point. His arms are open wide. Now, when I was in high school, I remember when the Mel Gibson film, The Passion of the Christ, was released. One thing about me today that still holds true from years ago is that uh, the Passion of the Christ, a lot of blood, some gore in it. Uh, for me, it was like, look away, close my eyes. I can hear the sights and I can hear the sounds. Um, <laughs> it's one thing about me that has not changed. I'm, I'm not a fan of, of blood and gore. I can I could do a little blood, uh, but when it comes to you know blood all over the place, oh, just... Oh, anyway, I get queasy a little bit. I really do. Um, but anyway, um, but I remember Jim Caviezel. Um, I mentioned Jim before in my podcast months ago, uh, how he was in the Count of Monte Cristo. Great film, by the way. If you've not seen it, check it out. But anyway, Jim Caviezel, he's portraying Jesus in the film. He's nailed to the cross. And I remember watching that scene where he hung on the cross 
with his arm stretched open wide. Remember that? I mean, his arms are just literally, they're nailed to the tree, but they're stretched open wide. And to me, that symbolized the love that he has for you and I. I know The Passion of the Christ is a film, but it actually paints a picture. All right? It kind of helps give you that, 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 it kind of helps you imagine what it was like that day. And obviously, I mean, that day, um, just, I mean, just, you're like, just incredible. I mean, it's, it's hard to put into words. Uh, but what he did for you and I, what Jesus did for you and I, over again, nearly 2,000 years ago, like I said, you just can't, it's, it's hard, it's just hard to put it into words. And so we must thank him every day for what he did. Um, and we must keep telling that story. It never gets old. And so, you know, someone may say, I've heard that story. Uh, I've heard that story a hundred times. Oh, really? Well, here's the one hundred first time uh, that you'll hear the story. And one of the things about when Jesus hung on the cross, that I never will forget. I remember reading in the Bible about this, but I always thought it was amazing. And it seemed like... Um, to me, it's, again, it's just incredible. But not one bone was broken in him. Not one bone at all. That's according to the Bible. And the the, the whipping, the beating, um, being nailed to the cross, not one bone of him was broken. I mean, folks, that is incredible. And so uh, whenever I was typing this key point, um, I want to go ahead and play you an audio clip from the film Fireproof. And just like Can't Buy Me Love, I'm not going to reveal any spoilers, but let me set the scene for you. Kirk Cameron is Caleb Holt, a firefighter. He's frustrated. Uh, his father, uh, John Holt, they're actually talking near a cross. You'll hear the name Catherine. Uh, that is in reference to Caleb's wife in the film. Uh, John Holt's voice is the first thing you'll hear. Check this out. If I were to ask you why you're so frustrated with Catherine, what would you say? She's stubborn. She makes everything difficult for me. She's ungrateful. She's constantly griping about something. Has she thanked you for anything you've done the last 20 days? No! And you'd think after I wash the car, I change the oil, do the dishes, clean the house, that she would try to show me a little bit of gratitude. Well, she doesn't. In fact, when I come home, she makes me feel like I'm, like I'm an enemy. I'm not even welcome in my own home, Dad. That is what really ticks me off. Dad, for the last three weeks, I have been over backwards for her. I have tried to demonstrate that I still care about this relationship. I bought her flowers, which she threw away. I have taken her insults and her sarcasm, but last night was it. I made dinner for her. I did everything I could to demonstrate that I care about her, to show value for her, and she spat in my face. She does not deserve this, Dad. I am not doing it anymore. How am I supposed to show love to somebody over and over and over who constantly rejects me? That's a good question. Dad, that is not what I'm doing. Isn't it? No. 
dead. That is not what this is about. Son, you just asked me. How can someone show love over and over again when they're constantly rejected? Caleb, the answer is, you can't love her because you can't give her what you don't have. I couldn't truly love your mother until I understood what love really was. It's not because I get some reward out of it. I've now made a decision to love your mother whether she deserves it or not. Son, God loves you even though you don't deserve it. Even though you've rejected Him. Spat in His face. God sent Jesus to die on the cross and take the punishment for your sin because He loves you. The cross was offensive to me until I came to it. But when I did, Jesus Christ changed my life. That's when I truly began to love your mom. Son, I can't settle this for you. This is between you and the Lord. But I love you too much not to tell you the truth. Can't you see that you need Him? After John asks him if Caleb will trust Jesus with his life, he nods his head. There are great scenes during that film. That one is powerful. John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. Another King James Version says everlasting life. Anyway. That ends this edition of the Christian Drive podcast. The podcast can be heard on multiple podcasting sites such as Spotify, Apple, Google, etc. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, there's also other sites. Uh, Podbay is another one I happen to discover. Uh, the links are posted on the Christian Drive podcast Facebook page. Uh, Give the page a like if you haven't done so already. New podcasts are uploaded at 7 a.m. Sunday. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast as well, no matter what podcasting site you're on. Don't forget to subscribe to it. That way you'll be notified uh, if any new, uh, whenever new podcasts are uploaded. Also, be sure to like Christian Drive Podcast on Facebook. Uh, please uh, give it a like, and uh, that way you could see not only just uh, podcast information, but also Bible scriptures, inspirational quotes to help you get through the day, or even, or even through the week, for that matter. I'm Derek Dunn, your host. Have a great day.